0: Alright, so we will be uh concluding lesson four today. This is the person of Jesus Christ. And I, I said last week, I uh I, I'm trying to not um bleed over into the next lesson, which is the work of Jesus Christ. But you know, we, we, we talked briefly about how when you look at who Jesus is, that, that tells you something about what he does. And when you look at what he does, that tells you naturally, something about who he is. So uh, last week and this week, we're looking at who he is, and I'm trying to not uh, spend too much time looking at what he, what he can do or what he does do. That will be the next lesson. So the objective uh, of this lesson, looking at the person of Jesus Christ, is to see that the Bible presents him as God. God. Man, Lord, and Savior. Do I need to move over? Is that good? All right. God, man, Lord, and Savior. All right so looking uh i we started this last week, but uh we just want uh somewhat review but but also just rehash this and maybe in a fresh way, see how the scripture demonstrates that Jesus is God by attributing to him god like qualities or or attributes of God. Somebody tell me how this verse uh uh could be used to argue. The divinity of Christ. What attribute of God does is that is it big enough? I tried not to put too much on one screen. Is that is okay? Does the white on red work? Okay. <clears throat> I thought maybe a fuchsia or something, but you know, I, I like the I like fuego. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen. How does what attribute, what quality, what uh, what of God? Does, does Jesus have here that says he's God? Sovereignty, sovereignty, all, all authority. I mean, one of the things that that makes God kind of stand out is you know that he's in the heavens, he does whatever he pleases. Uh, you know, nobody counsels him, nobody tells him what to do. He's the one kind of telling everybody else what to do and ordaining everything. Uh, <coughs> And in what two spheres is Jesus' authority? Yeah, heaven and earth, visible and invisible. Someone's been reading Colossians. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, there there, there are men, there are people who have, you know, varying uh, degrees of authority and power here on earth. Not many people have authority in heaven. So... Um, if If Jesus has all authority in heaven and earth maybe he 's God first John one one and two and i 've tried to help you out by underlining what i what I think is kind of the keywords to look at so what is this verse uh what attribute what quality of God does this one give to Jesus what eternal how how do you, where are you getting that from what was from the beginning yes um and the life how how does the next one the life was manifested yeah I am the bread of life that comes down from heaven. He is, he is the one who gives life. He sustains life. He imparts eternal life. Kind of seen, in, you know, in the fact that he can just go over, around raising people from the dead, whether by touching them or just speaking to them. Um, lastly, which was, uh, and I've tried, I, I think I've hinted at, uh, hinted at this: um, the life, and and that which was from the beginning. Was with the Father. The way John uses that, that's a that that with is face to face, prosopone, face to face, equal, like as, a, as if he's a peer, or an associate of the Father. All right, so uh, so that was First John one one to two. What about regular John one one to two? I mean, th- th- this is the basically the same thing just put more plainly in the beginning was the word so before there was anything else before everything else started the word is already there and again the word was with god face to face and the word and it plainly we're going to look at this a little later uh, in one of the places where the bible plainly claims jesus is god who has not has anybody not heard somebody say well the bible never actually Jesus never actually claimed to be god or the bible never actually says jesus is god you've never heard someone say that yeah okay let's put this one around who has heard that okay so you you have not heard someone say that tip typical uh one of the most common arguments uh uh surface surface level arguments uh, against the deity of Christ, um, the Word was God, and he'll he'll go on to say in a few verses and and uh, and and uh, you know the Word uh, uh, manifested or tabernacled among us. So when you read the rest of the chapter, John's telling you he's talking about Jesus. <coughs> Hebrews thirteen eight. what what quality of god what attribute of god what kelly never changes 5 points to whoever can give me the 20 dollar word <laughs> wow you guys were you guys were no no gift card for that though but hey you know you keep that up you get up to kelly's level <laughs> there might be some prizes in there in there for you very good immutability that that doesn't mean uh able to hit the mute button it means uh, not changing. <coughs> All right, uh, Charlie, Mister Colossians, what uh, what quality of God does this say? <coughs> Omniscience. That's right. So, somebody tell me this one. What does it mean if he knew no sin? Does that mean he's like, oh, what sin? What's this sin thing? I've never heard of it before. What's it mean? No. What, what does it mean he knew no sin? Yeah. It, the, the way the knowing, you know, you, you've all you've all heard that knowing was a Jewish euphemism for, you know, being intimate. It means that he 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 was not associated. He was not. He had no intimate personal. First-hand knowledge of sin because he did not sin uh and, and the, you know looking at this verse do you see the transaction we we know sin he knew no sin he became <coughs> sin on our behalf he he acquires he possesses what we have likewise we possess what he has what does he possess that we acquire Righteousness of God. Is that a quality of God? Okay. Davis and John, you slightly, that was kind of the, I'm I'm cautious to commit, but I I will nod. Davis was the only one that, I mean, like WD 40's on his neck. All right. What, this one? I mean, this is based, uh, same quality as Second Corinthians five, and then also the quality of First uh, John one. Holy and righteous. What else? What? Yeah, Prince of Life. He he he. Possess, he inherently possesses life. But this one what okay what about you know one thing i I, I thought of i don 't think I put it in here um, in John one uh, you know along the lines of uh, of only getting to God through Christ, John says, no one has seen God or or known God uh, seen God at any time, only the only begotten God has known Him or has seen Him, and He has made Him known. He has revealed Him. Um, if it mean, what does it mean if only Christ can reveal God? Uh, you know what? Forget it. I, I'm I'm make, I'm I'm making that one too. What? Yeah, where what what where I was going is uh, you know Paul makes the argument you know only a man knows his knows the spirit of a man and only God only the spirit of God knows the things of God you know you you have to uh, um, I'm making this too convoluted I can't even figure a right way to say it so I'm gonna I'm gonna skip it all right ah oh, I didn't underline it so no one's gonna get this what quality okay so so the, those are those were qualities or attributes. This is prerogative. What's a prerogative? And no, it's not a Russian pastry. It's a perogy Peroshki. What's a prerogative? Prerogative is is uh, is what you do. It's a, it's the right you have to do something. Charlie Charlie's prerogative is to go to work, and he, ha- he there he has the right. He has the authority. And the training and the know-how how to make lots of cool sci-fi stuff his his prerogative what he does is is engineer and uh, and and making cool things um, john 's prerogative uh, and Daniel's prerogative here at the church involve uh, leading worship prerogative is what you do so it's the things that God does or the things that only God alone has the right to do what what prerogative do we see uh, attributed to Christ in First John one three. What is something only God can do that is that Jesus apparently does? Create, create, create some things. Yeah. Now, do you see how John how John is emphatic? Like he doesn't want to leave anything out. Not, at first, he says all things came into being through him. So that's one way to say Jesus made everything look at look at how he says it again apart from him nothing came into being (laughs) that has come into being and i am going to the doctors this week for this uh for this smoking cough that i allegedly have or apparently have aspect of God within it okay well um, there's a there's a there's a system of belief called uh, pantheism yeah so you don't want to go there okay okay I, would, I wouldn't use the word experience. I would use the word, um, you, can, you can make observations about God. You can deduce things about God. And that's one of the things we talked about in one of the earlier lessons. You know, um, uh, natural revelation or general revelation tells us some things about God. Um, you know, that, that kind of, when, when I say uh, I, I would be cautious not to use the word experience, that goes back to, you know, only, only the only begotten God uh, has known God or seen God, and, and he makes God known. Um, he makes God experienced. Okay, uh, okay. Go, you know, going back to about a year and a half ago, Mark four, uh, the uh, sailing on the on the sea during the violent storm. He got up, rebuked the wind, said to the sea, "Hush." You know, maybe just imagine Jesus putting his finger on the on the Sea of Galilee's lips, "Hush, quiet." And the wind died down, like we wish our children would. And it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, "Why are you afraid? How is it that you have no faith?" They became very much afraid and said to one another. And this is a question that, that everyone, I guarantee you, everyone, was asking uh, uh, at, after these series of miracles in the Gospels. When he when he raised um, uh, uh, when Jairus and his wife when they when he saw when they saw Jesus raise their daughter um you know when people saw the the woman with the 12 year old hemorrhage uh cured they're asking these questions who then is this what kind of man is this who who is this guy that even the wind and the sea obey him that's a good question to ask um so what 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 prerogative of god do we see there Yeah, power. He has power. He has authority over creation. That's something God alone can do, right? I mean, if if men have trouble uh, uh, troubleshooting their computers and changing their oil filters, what what kind of authority or power can we say can we allege to have over creation? Mark one thirty four. And he healed many who were ill with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he was not permitting the demons to speak because they know who he was. What prerogative there? I mean, I'll give you a hint. It's, it's, it's power, it's authority, but over which spheres? What? Unseen things, also known as spiritual called what demons I don't know maybe, maybe the letters aren't big enough so I mean throughout scripture do you see men having control over demons what which which men who gave them the authority to do that yeah so so whose authority was it really that's right. Okay. Um, Mark five. I mean, there. What what happened in Mark five? There's the there's the demoniac. Uh, there's legion that has five thousand demons. Jesus had power over him. I'm I'm, I'm giving you a softball here. Uh, uh, they come back from the other side of the Sea of Gadara. Uh There's a woman who's had a twelve year old twelve year hemorrhage. She gets healed by touching him. And then at the end of the chapter, he goes to Jairus' house and heals, uh, raises the dead girl. Those are, are those things that men can do? Who, who can do those things? What? Because he's? Okay. Yeah, these are, these are prerogatives of God. These are things God can, only God can do. So if, if we see Jesus doing them, th- these are things that should lead us to say, ah, he's God. Mark 2, here, I mean, here, here, plainly. Some of the scribes were sitting there, reasoning in their hearts. Again, three things, three prerogatives of God in here. What's the first one? Forgiveness of what? Sins only and see and we see the pharisees uh rightly say who can forgive sins but god alone you know jesus doesn't correct them on that because they are correct so that's one and and uh and his authority his power to forgive sins that prerogative is proven by what other prerogative what what other authority does he have over well yes I, uh, the fact that he, heal, that he heals the paralytic, and then, there, and then, third, so he has he has power, um, he has authority to forgive sins, he has power over disease, and he's omniscient. He can read their hearts. He can read their minds. These are prerogatives of God. No, no prophet did acted like this to this degree. Um, okay, so uh, shortly, just a few. Um, these are these are the claims. Of scripture that Jesus is God you know these are good to have in your back pocket when you when when uh, If somebody ever says well the Bible doesn't actually say it Yeah, John 1 uh, 1 and 2 the word Was God I mean each of those phrases are, are actually good to use but plainly the word was God you you can't that's you can't confuse that uh, Thomas's um Thomas's profession after the resurrection. Thomas answered and said to him, "My Lord and my God." And what what some people say is what Thomas is doing here. He's going, "My Lord, my God," like you know, like like an expression. Uh, there's this thing called the Granville Sharp Rule. Um, I, I'm nerding out a little bit, but it's a grammatical construction where you where you can tell. It, based on 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 when it appears in the Greek, you can tell that these two nouns these two um, uh, non personal pronouns are the exact same thing, and my Lord is my God in that because that's the Granville sharp construction there you are all much wiser for that. I always said if I, if I could ever get a cat, I will name him Granville sharp um, you know, we we looked at this last week. All four gospels contain this profession, um, and I'm going to quote from <coughs> from Luke's version because remember, Mark says, Mark has the, the the circumlocution, "Are you the son of the blessed one?" Luke says they all said, "Are you the son of God?" And remember, in 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 the Jewish mindset, if to be the son of somebody, you ha- you came from them, you have their nature, you have their essence. Uh, Are you the son of God? Then he said. Yes. Clearly claimed deity there. And that's that's why, that's the grounds for what? Remember the high priest rips his, rips his uh, cloak? That is that is the grounds for blasphemy. Uh, we see that clearly um, in, earlier in John. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, you're not yet 50 years old. And you've seen Abraham, Jesus said, "Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was born, I am." He is claiming what uh, what scholars call the tetragrammaton. That is, uh, those are the four syllables used to construct uh, the name Yahweh. That's God's uh, God's name. Before Abraham was, I am. And they, the Jews, did the Jews get it? Did did, did this Fly over the Jews' head. How do we know that that the Jews got exactly <coughs> what Jesus was saying? To toss into the lake to show Jesus how many times they could get the the stone to skip, kill him, throw Jesus into the lake. And here, here is it is again. Um, no, look at look at the second phrase. The, uh, the, um, the Jews picked up stones again to stone him. The, John, John's even, you know, if you read through the gospel, John's telling you this is a reoccurring thing that happened. He said, I, uh, I showed you many good works from the Father. For which of them are you stoning? The Jews answered them, <coughs> For a good work we don't stone you, but for blasphemy. Here is because you being a man this is this is actually another uh, a good verse to have in your pocket uh, if and when people ever doubt that uh, doubt the humanity of God we don't that's not really a big problem for us now but it, it has been in church history you being a man make yourself out to be a good teacher a prophet uh, a revolutionary what? What did they understand Jesus was claiming to be? God. Okay, so um, this one will be a little shorter, but we, 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 need to know, we need to know just as much that Jesus is God, we need to know that he is man. Um, how do we know that Jesus really became a man? Just you know, You don't need to look this up. Just think about it. Matthew 1 and Luke 2. Is that the beginning or the end of the Gospels? What happened at the beginning of the Gospels? Okay, so who did that involve? M- well, Mary and Joseph. Um, how? Uh, j- just think about how did Mary know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus had human nature? She carried his human nature for nine months. And, you know, I don't, this is pure speculation, but... Uh, considering that Jesus was sinless, I, I don't know if that had an impact on the delivery, but uh, Jesus, Mary knew for certain Jesus had a human body. So this is a, this is this is uh, just after his public ministry gets started. Um, you know, he he has his disciples, he has crowds of people that are following him. Then his mother and his brothers arrived, standing outside. They sent word to him and called him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Behold, your mother and your brothers are looking outside for you. How could we argue the humanity of Jesus from this verse? <coughs> yeah. Do you think do you think growing up with Jesus would give you grounds to know whether or not he was a man if you know uh there was a heresy called docetism and this this is one of the forms of gnosticism that that sprouted up that believed he only appeared to be a man you know he he's you know they don't doubt that he's god they don't doubt that he's you know this holy spiritual thing but he's he only appeared to be a man he only pretended um to be one of us um if he was a spirit, you know, who didn't eat, didn't sleep, didn't, um, didn't need diapers changed, didn't, you know, show up at the family meal and, um, you know, sleep in a bed at night or, you know, play ball with, with his brothers or whatever, go fishing with, with uh, his brothers, help dad with, uh, with the carpentry, if, if he didn't have a body, wouldn't that kind of, I don't know, stand out? Wouldn't, wouldn't you kind of notice that? And yet he has a family... We'll see a little later on. Actually, I think it's the next one. Yeah, the entire people of Nazareth, they are actually offended because all they see is a normal man when they look at Jesus. Jesus, when when Jesus claims to be the Messiah, he claims to be the King. That all they see is that he's a normal dude like like the rest of us. And you, you have the audacity to think that you're someone special. Do you. Do you see how you can argue for the humanity of Christ by looking at the fact that nobody in his home, nobody in his family, except for well, except for Mary? Um, well, no, I'll, I'll say it this way. Nobody in his family or in his uh, hometown ever questioned his humanity. It's a given. All right? How can you show his humanity from him being asleep in the stern? Or in the stern and sleep on a cushion. Yeah, does spirits sleep. I mean, if you drink spirits, you may go to sleep, but spirits don't sleep. They don't have they don't have uh, blood that needs to be reoxygenated through the lungs through the sleeping process. They don't have a heart rate. Luke 4, 2, for 40 days, being tempted by the devil, he ate nothing. Oh, that's, you know, he could still be a spirit then because, you know, spirits don't need food. So to to say that he didn't eat, that doesn't prove anything. And during those 40 days, he became hungry. So a spirit, a spirit stomach, a spirit doesn't have a stomach to go, "Mm," when you're around food. Maybe your spirit does. Mine doesn't. My body does it for me. Jacob four six, uh, John four six. Jacob's well. This is the the woman at the, the Samaritan woman at the well. So Jesus, pretending to be wearied from the journey, since he really doesn't have a body. No, he's weary. He and we also know he's thirsty. He asks for something to drink. If he was a spirit, and you lifted up the the cup, well, he wouldn't even be able to pick up the cup pours the, you know, lifts the thing, where's the water going to go? Right on the ground. Didn't. Went into his stomach. Uh, we, uh, we looked at this already. What did the Jews plainly see when they were talking to Jesus? A man. We even see this professed from uh, um, both his humanity and his divinity. Now, d- did the centurion have a complete uh theological understanding of Jesus' Jesus's divinity probably not um but do you see how this, how this, how his profession shows both natures what does he say truly this man do you, you know do you think a, centur- a Roman centurion knew a thing or two like do you think he knew um with his experience of executing people, do you think he knew whether or not he was nailing a human body to a cross and seeing it die for six hours? Do you think he would know if if Jesus' body was just an apparition or pretenses? Roman centurion believed he had a full human body. As he's, you know, as, as the Romans were whipping him and beating him and you know, uh, his capillaries are bursting and, you know, various uh, uh, subdermal layers of tissue and organs are beginning to show. There was nothing about his body that where anyone said, hold on a second, I've never seen that before. So why is it, you know, th- th- let's pause for just a minute. Um, you know, this is kind of breaching a little bit in the next week, but I, I want to, oh, man. Okay. Why is it such a big deal that Jesus became a man? Either. Why is his human nature so vital? First Peter 2.24 He himself, Peter's emphatic, he didn't do it through an intermediary. He didn't do it through somebody else. He himself, he stepped up to the plate. He bore He bore our sins, my sins, John's sins, Sim's sins. In his pretensie body. No, in his real body on the cross. He needed a real body. He needed a human body to go on the cross. Okay, uh, how many? Nope. Um, we'll 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 finish this up next week. Um, man, that's going to go really short too. But I can't I can't squeeze that into a minute. And I have my ego to defend uh, since Justin's with us, and I don't want to go into overtime. Any questions? It, I mean, is is it? Does everyone? See, clearly, the Bible presents Jesus is God. He is a divine being. Um, Some passages, passages at the very least, show you he's a divine being. Other passages emphasize he's not just a divine being. He is fully equal with God the Father. He's not a sub-God. He's not a junior God. He's not a lieutenant God. He is God. He's equal with God. Now, in his function, in his role... We'll see that he's subservient to the Father. He submits himself to the Father, but in his in his essence, in his being, <coughs> in his divinity, he is fully equal. Any questions? Any? I mean, we have a minute to interact. Is there anything I need to change? The, the word, different color. Okay. Do we do we need to? Do we need to put uh, coffee, like, you know, little little sippy cups of coffee in the? Well, yeah, but I, well, you have an iced one. All right. Well, if there are no questions, no observations, no points of, of interaction, then we will close. Lord, thank you for this morning. Thank you for, uh, Lord, thank you for giving us the scripture which reveals, uh, which reveals you to us. Thank you that you are a God who has drawn near your people and who, uh, like a loving shepherd, uh, walks among your people (coughs) and allows your people to know you, to to have fellowship with you. Thank you for being this good and gracious, kind and loving God (coughs) and Savior for us. Amen.